You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, episode 19. This week's artist, Stone Temple Pilots. You're out of time, so put on some good shoes. You've got a long way home. Creep over. I put Vaseline between the lines. <laughs> Wonderful. I got you as you glide down into our plush wicked garden. Take a load off and enjoy some kitchenware and candy bars with your hosts, Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. Hey, welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, where we rank the Dirty Dozen, or top 12 Stone Temple Pilot songs, while discussing their music and pounding back a few brews. I'm Rob. And I'm Jake. There we go. I'd like to thank everyone who's been active on our Facebook page. Although I can't send a shout out to everyone, I'd like to take a quick second to send a special shout out to Trisha Schneider, Graham Wells, Shane Fultz, Alan Campbell, and Gina Collins for being active on our Facebook page. Thank you so much. Before we get into our video, what we just did, I want to apologize for a little bit of delay on our last video, the Aunt Roberta video. Mm. Trust me, you need to check it out. It yeah, came out on special. Tuesday. Jake does some magnificent acting with his wife. I was recruited for and sure. And it's crazy. It's like they're professionals and everything. It's great. <laughs> Whoever is doing the narration is even better. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, coming up uh, a week from today will be the next video. Jake took the wheel and... Let's just say it was a little spicy. Get some heat. Check heat that out. Nose. Be sure to check out uh, the We'll Try page on DirtyDozenPodcast.com. All the podcast information is there as well and all the show notes. All right, Jake. So tell me how the music of the band originally known as Mighty Joe Young mm-hmm. impacted the world of Jacob Newkirk. My world. Yeah. Way back, early 90s, um, my friend... Tony got this CD from Columbia House. Remember when you could like get a bunch of Oh, yeah, CDs yeah. It was like for like for a nickel a, or something. Yeah. Or a quarter or something. And he, uh, he played it for me, and it changed my world. I recorded it on the tape. I dubbed it in my room, um, and yeah, changed my life. I used to drum on my desk at home to like those first two tapes excessively. My mom loved it. I'm sure she would yell at me from the living room. And probably to this day is why I rip off Eric Kretz a lot. I, I noticed listening back to his stuff, there's a lot of his little things and fills he does that i rip off to this day yeah so you were just playing on furniture and stuff and then yeah. you heard stp and you had i'm buying a drum set and there you go and, no, and the rest yeah. is history look at me <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me i heard core when it came out yeah. and uh fell in love with it you know that's a such a great album right from the beginning Absolutely, yeah. and it just pulls you in and i always like that hard rock edge especially through in that grunge age where that was kind of pushing and I really got into the first three albums by them, and then I kind of drifted. Yeah, same here. Well, first two, I'd say, but yeah. First two. Oh, Purple was the Or the first and, two and like four. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's four, really weird. Yeah, four dude. was some good stuff, and yeah. I like it. Although there was like one or two songs that I don't remember liking mm-hmm. that I went back and listened to. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, kind of forget about them. It's, it's just kind of because people lump them in with that grunge scene. But they, I would say more alternative or hard rock, but then totally just kind of went with whatever they wanted and changed as they went. So it's it's hard to really nail the band down as one sound. But Yeah, it's kind of interesting. They kind of give a, uh, a scent of a lot of different other bands depending on yes. the song they're playing. Yeah, I agree. So I hear a lot of other bands Influences in their music and, yeah. Yeah, for just a specific one. I'm like, oh, that sounds like The Cult or that sounds like you know Pearl Jam yeah. or that sounds whoever, Nirvana. So anyway, let's uh, talk about the beer. We're drinking, we're doing Stone Temple Pilots, so of course we have to go with uh, Stone, right? Yeah. And I said Stone Tropic of Thunder Lager. So Stone T 
for Tropic and P for the pick part of that. <laughs> I know it's a big stretch. I was kind of hoping Stone it would Temple be Thunder. <laughs> Stone Tropic Pilsner. But that would have been great. Pilsner is a lager, but a lager is not necessarily a Pilsner. All right. So uh, let's take a look at it. What do you What do you think? It's like yeah, uh, cool. it smells great right when I open it up. It's kind of a, there's some pineapple in here. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's like yellow. It's almost like uh, mm-hmm. like hay or something. As it's bubbling up, uh, looks good. Uh, let me think. Yeah, it looks lighter than a 5.8, but let's see. I kind of smell like a melon or a, a, maybe a little pineapple, too. Yeah, something like that. Let's, yeah. let's taste it. It's good. Piney, but also a little fruity. Yeah, definitely a lot going on. Well, so, in the, the back of the can, it says Tropic Island Lagoon Serenity, so yeah. that's what I would say. It I, almost, like. I almost taste a hint of uh, coconut in there, too. Mixed in with everything, mm-hmm. like almost like cantaloupe, and, hmm. uh, pineapple, of course, but most of all, beer. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, the beer is the tastes most like important beer. Yeah, yeah, it tastes like beer. It's good, it's stone, so you always get that bitter sort of twang with it, no matter what it's going to be. Uh, there's always good bitterness in it. And let me just check out the finish or aftertaste. It's not that bad, there's nothing. Nothing too heavy about it. It's not mm. like I'm sitting there tasting it. Maybe a little bit. A little dry, actually. Yeah, it's a good one. Th- yeah, that's good. So we're drinking a Stone Tropic of Thunder Lager. So we'll let you know at the end how it tastes after we've had a couple of them. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs we'll share under 15 seconds of each tune, unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight, that we may do a second clip. We have also made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to each of our lists in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to Stone Temple Pilots. We've also created a current episode playlist, which will automatically update each podcast to the current podcast. So subscribe once, and you'll always be updated. Okay, Jake, what's Jacob Newkirk's song (laughs) of note for STP? I thought it would be good to give props to the Mighty Joe Young days. Oh, okay. Um, and you can find that material online on YouTube or even you can download some uh, of the old demos and everything. But one demo that kind of surfaced and uh, is more prevalent these days, I think was even released on the, the core reissue or something, was Only Dying. Okay, that's they a good one. Had, yeah, and they it intended to re- they re-recorded it for the Crow soundtrack. And then uh, I guess it was morbid to have it come on when uh, Brandon Lee died. So yeah, I didn't hear that in this song until uh, recently, <clears throat> a couple years ago, but it's cool because it's a snippet from that era, and it's a great lesser known song that um, it's just kind of cool to hear something from my favorite era of the band. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's a good tune, but I am glad that they went the way they went with it. I think Big mm-hmm. Empty worked better. I think that was the one that was on. Uh, yeah, that's when they put, put on, on Crow, yeah. Only Dying is a, is a good tune, but it seems it was written for the movie as opposed to... Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it, it fits in, like, if you go listen to their old demos, it... Well, they were kind of funkier. It sounded like more of a Chili Peppers <clears throat> band back then, but but it seemed to fit in with the style at the time that they kind of they had shaping. Okay, so let's listen to Jake's song of note. It's only dying, and you can get it. It's on the core twenty fifth anniversary release. It's on that. So let's listen.
Okay, that's Jake's song of note. Cool. Uh, Only Dying. Mm-hmm. Off of uh, the 25th anniversary core. Uh, you can get that on that album. It's on <clears throat> on uh, streaming as well. Speaking of on that album, um, not to sidetrack, but sure. I'd seen that there was some other live stuff that they had put together when they re-released core with that there's a bunch of the castaic lake amphitheater oh i know that was pretty awesome yeah and i researched it and it's like there's a whole bunch of bands that kind of played just what five minutes up the freeway from us back in the early 90s at this like lake and i don't know where this uh i think why like a, or where i think but... a year or two ago foo fighters played there oh yeah there was a love ride or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah it's just bizarre to think that um these greats were just playing at this lake up the freeway from us i know that's pretty cool <laughs> Um, they should continue to do yeah, that. Yeah, they should. That would have been much better. It's yeah, much easier than going to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I went the opposite way on my song of notes, so we didn't cross over at all. Good. Uh, I went uh, to Jeff Gut. Hmm. I went off of uh, the Stone Temple Pilots uh, album, which is the same album name as they put out in 2010, but <laughs> this right. is with a different singer. I really liked the Meadow song. Straight ahead beat. It's just a riff that gets you in the groove. Really, uh, verse is great. Chorus is that was burning in the meadow. It, it just sounds so STP ish. Mm-hmm. I love the the entry to the bridge. Kind of speeds up to a chord hold. You know, and I always like those chord holds. And the guitar solo was great. It was just fat and juicy, and I really enjoyed it. So, any thoughts on that? Or was this the the single? Off- yeah, it was no, single. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. Let's listen to Meadow. Okay, that was my song of note. That's uh, Meadow off of the STP uh, album in uh, 2018. It's got that spirit of Wyland in there. Yeah, I mean, as we were talking beforehand when we were shooting the video, Mm -hmm. and uh, tell you what, they did good with uh, the pick, I think. He sounds just like Scott. (laughs) He really does on on the stuff he needs to. Yeah, when he needs to. And he sounds like himself himself on the others, yeah. It's a lot like William And he wrote all the stuff, too, so it's kind of good. Yeah, with the same with the Alice in Chains thing, too. It's like William Duvall can represent that material well, but also be his own person. Yeah, it's very much in that same vein, I think. So, all right, Jake, let's jump right in to the Dirty Dozen. All right. right. Uh, My number 12 is going to blow your mind. Okay, let's start with your 12. I I thought, I don't know, I'm always surprised. I think we're going to be like right on. I think this time we're going to be really close with some variations. I think the the top half, I think we're going to be. Like Meadow, believe it or not, I had it initially at 12. Oh, it was in your. It was your in list. because okay. I really, I really kind of love that song. I think it was yeah. sort of if we did that Nine Inch Nails not too long ago, uh-huh. and that beginning, the down, 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 it, oh, it yeah. reminded me of sort of that. It does have it, that same vibe. Yeah, so it was like, oh, so it's just that. that Especially because it sounds thinking. like yeah. uh, synth drums, even in that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you. I think everything should sound like synth drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I prefer it just to be off click, and you know me. It's just organic, right. and let's let's right. go. But get in a room. All right, what do you got, number 12? Yeah, so my number 12 is off of Purple, and it's a song called Still Remains. Okay. This one has been a favorite of mine, but primarily because it's lyrically rich. I always thought it was like really, uh, it just draws you into what he's talking about. Like there's a lot about, um, and take a bath, I'll drink the water you leave. There's just some really weird, um, intriguing lyrics in there. Great vocal melodies, 
I love the the O's in there. So it had to make my list, um, and it just kind of landed at number 12, but I love this song. Yeah, the riff to start off was good. The vocal line on this always kind of reminded me, believe it or not, Ario Speedwagon. Really? What song? Uh, no, for Still Remains. The vocal line in the beginning, it just has that sort of, for just a half part of it, not the whole thing. Oh, not a song of Ario Speedwagon, no, just the band. just the band. It's, it sounds okay. like something they would have done. I don't know. Oh. Maybe it's the vocal inflections in the verse. It, it's nice. it's that spot. I mean, it's not to say that it still remains. It's, it's still a great song. Mm. Purple, it's a great album and everything. Chorus, for me, is like a bit better. The best line, I think, from this whole thing was, uh, if you should die before me, yeah. ask, ask if you, if can you can bring, bring a friend. friend. <laughs> yeah, because it's all so, about... I mean, there's just like some weird lyrics going on. Very uh, in- intriguing. Yeah, this is about his first wife. Yeah, a lot of these songs are. Anyway, so let's listen to Still Remains off of Purple. Jake's number 12. Tell me that doesn't sound like Ario Speedwagon just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't listen to enough Ario Speedwagon. No, God. neither did I, but I just remember hearing it. I was like, oh, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh my God. Uh-huh. Okay, that's Jake's number 12. Still remains. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Oh, when I listened to that, I was I'm listening to it on headphones, and just hearing Robert's oh, yeah. bass line, I I saw he did a if any of you bass people out there who he does a clinic and it's like an hour and a half or so, it's on YouTube. I'll put a link to it in our show notes. Mm-hmm. But it's fantastic. He just starts playing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he was really playing something that complex during that song. And he talks about the songs yeah. he wrote and everything. Oh, he's the unspoken hero of this band for sure. Unbelievable. I mean, writer. He has moments if you're paying attention where he really shines, but you have to kind of be hearing it and listening for it. But if you listen for the bass, pretty much an all SDP. Yeah, he's it's, all it, over He's it. not just playing notes ever. No. He's, he's doing yeah. these awesome things from R&B influenced, but mm-hmm. it's like it's like almost if he was playing an upright bass for some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so that's number 12 for Jake. It still remains my number 12. The album that Jake probably doesn't have one song from. <laughs> I'm almost positive he doesn't. What core? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I figure I figure you're just core and purple. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know that was the only one. Anyway, I want number twelve is Black Heart off of High Rise. I really love the beat oh, yeah. and groove off of that. The riff from the bass and guitar worked so well together in the beginning. The vocals from Chester are pretty much straight on. Verse is just so tasty in this song. The pre is just okay, but it flows really well into the chorus. And I really like that feeling of mood shift that happens during the chorus. The color is all but faded when it goes into that part. And the solo is just great. Even though it's mostly clean, you can kind of hear some country influences in what he was doing. So Dean is always doing well. And Eric was good in it too. <laughs> he's, he's always good in everything. Yeah, it's it's like thing. him and Robert are just like rocks. It's yeah. one of the best uh, rhythm sections, period. Yeah. This, this little like EP... I listened to it. It's not. It's not bad. It just never was magical. It didn't jump out to me. So nothing. Sure. And Chester, he's he's good vocally, but I've never really gotten into him much. I, I saw him once at a benefit. He came out and did some songs, some Jane's Addiction songs with the guys. Really, Perry okay. at some benefit. I forget what it was at House of Blues a long time ago. But that's when I was like, oh, this guy has some pipes. He's really good. Because yeah. before that, all I heard was Lincoln Park, and I was annoyed. But um, Lincoln but, Park is Jake's favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> 
just to don't ever say that again. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he he had he had some good pipes and ability, and you can hear him. I think even you can go on see him with Chris Cornell doing um, Hunger Strike. Uh, yeah, doing Temple of the Dog stuff. So it, he obviously had ability, but I just didn't care for his voice much. This song was the one that just stood out for me, and the mm-hmm. rest was okay. Mm-hmm. But Black Heart, and I figure for my number twelve, I have a little flexibility. Yeah. Even though there's there's some that I left out, and I almost left out a big one, but I decided not to. Last minute, and I put it back in. So, anyway, you'll see that soon. But here's number 12. All right. Blackheart. Okay, that's my number 12, uh, Blackheart. Off of the High Rise uh, EP with Chester Bennington. Another guy who we lost way too soon. It's crazy. It's like, mm. it's like you don't want to, Jeff, I'm worried about right now. <laughs> it's kind of like. <laughs> band's cursed. Huh? Yeah, it's sort of like uh, Spinal Tap. <laughs> but not drummers, it's singers. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number 11 is a song you probably have not heard of either. This is off of uh, an earlier album they did called Core. <laughs> it's called Creep. Mm, you're 11 huh? my number 11 and it made the list just be happy <laughs> for me it's just so smooth uh <clears throat> like the drum pattern the nirvana influence is front and center on this i think take time with a wounded hand it's just great tune and like i'm half the man i used to be just love it and the bass lick that feeds into the second verse is just so just so tasty yeah scott i think said uh this is just the idea of being a young person somewhere caught between being a kid and being a young man mm. It's that youth, youth apathy, that's second guessing yourself, not feeling like you fit in. So that's what, it, and it's interesting that uh, Radiohead, their song "Creep," right, arrived the same week. That, oh, I didn't know. That. Yeah, it came out the same week wow. as they did. There was two creeps going on. So anyway, a couple of creeps. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You have any thoughts that you want to give up <clears throat> now? I'm, For I'm, now, just. I'll bring up the video. I think it was always interesting when this came on MTV because I was glued to it at the time. But. Sure. <clears throat> I thought it was funny. They're always just moping around this kitchen table. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it was over. It's sort of like played over the and beaver. over. Yeah, it was just kind of, <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, anyway, all right, let's listen to a little of creep off of Core, my number eleven. Yes, Okay, that's my number 11, uh, Creep, off of Core, and also off of MTV Unplugged, but that wasn't the MTV Unplugged uh, yeah. version. Yeah. So, uh, Jake, what do you got, number 11 and uh, 10, what do you got? All right, <clears throat> my 11, um, this one might start some fights, but uh, it's off of Purple, and it's Interstate Love Song at uh, number 11. It's Really? I will say, really, it was a brave departure from the original sound, done well. You know, I had the country slide and swing to it. The bass, bass is coloring all over the song. Got to always call out that. Plenty of cool jazz chords everywhere, great vocal melodies. As much as it's a good song, it just was one of those ones that I would sometimes skip after a while. And just when I look at the catalog of STP and the ones that are like the highlighter ones to me, it, it's in there, just not so high up for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty shocked that this was so I'm low. I'm pretty shocked that Creep, Creep was, was so low. low. <laughs> so it's kind of, it may be just the, yeah. the where we're both at mm-hmm. as far as that goes. 
I'm going to just talk about the video. It was really interesting. Oh, yeah. I guess I got to talk about the song if I talk about the video. This, he wrote the song about lying to his wife about his Drugs. Uh, you know about his uh, mm-hmm. growing heroin addiction on the road. He said he was going to be clean. He went to Atlanta to do the the record. He was on the phone with her and it's like, "Hey, you know, I'm good. I'm still clean. I feel so good about myself and all this stuff." And if you notice in the video, they have that weird guy, right? It's like a silent film type of thing, which you're very familiar with. <laughs> uh, but the man who, who like runs around and is in it uh, finds his nose growing throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah, it gets longer in the video. Yeah, and that was Scott saying, you know, hey, I was lying the whole time. Yeah. And this is back to Janine again. Interstate love song, Jake's unbelievably low. <laughs> Number 11. So let's hear it. Okay, that's Jake's number 11. He had that mm-hmm. interstate love song. Settled uh, right there yeah, in and, 11. And if you could see Jake when we play that, he was playing drums to it. So he was starting I to get into it. I played drums to every song. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Just not your Chester song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. Uh, Jake, what do you have at number 10? Oh, number 10. Um, also off the same album, Purple. It's the introduction song. It's Meat Plow. Okay. Good. Uh, the heaviness you expect from STP's next effort. Uh, just good growling tone all over, right out the gates. You just hear that, that bass. Yeah. Yeah. No. It. it uh, Meat Plow's a good song. It's kind of like that plodding guitar riff that kind of starts it off. Plodding is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that heavy mm-hmm. sort of thing, and the the verse is pretty good. Although I don't like the vocal being so down in the mix, and I can't believe I'm saying that. But it is sort of down mm-hmm. in the mix a little bit. The chorus is pretty good, and the back half of the song I really like. So it's like the front half, I'm like, eh, it's it's okay, it's good. Yeah. But the back half is great. Let's listen to Meat Plow. This is Jake's number 10. This is clearly a better song than Interstate Love Song. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> All right, let's hear our Meat Plow from Purple. Okay, that's Jake's number 10, Meat Plow, off of uh, Purple. You know, good tune. Yeah, it is. So uh, I will go with my number 10. Uh, This is off of Tiny Music. Oh. Songs from the Vatican gift shop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's tripping on a hole in a paper Uh, heart. Okay. Okay. Uh, I love the chord hold into the driving drums in the song. Uh, The verse is fast moving. The transition to the chorus has... A little slight echoes of uh, Zeppelin's Dancing Days. And I know they did mm. that on uh, one of the Zeppelin tribute albums. So may- I don't know. I just kind of felt that a little in there. And the transition to the chorus, when you get to that, I hear that. Um, chorus is just epic. Uh, solo is strong. And actually, the synth adds to some of the key notes in the solo. And actually, Eric. He wrote it. Yeah, he talked about what it was inspired by. It's from a Tower of Power song. Uh, what is hip? That's what uh-huh. he, he kind of. Brought that in oh, with that. Okay. okay. So let's listen to my number 10 off of Tiny Music. Songs in the Vatican Gift Shop. <laughs> I don't know if I should say the whole thing. Pause. Everybody just called it Tiny Music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's hear my number 10. Here we go. 
longest title, by the way, of any STP. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was my number 10, Trippin' on a Hole in a Paper Heart, off of Tiny Music. Okay, my number nine. <laughs> I know this is on Jake's list somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is off of a little-known album called Core. I, I gotta stop that <laughs> joke. Um, this hit number 11 on the mainstream rock charts, and it was never officially released as a single, which is uh, Wicked Garden. Mm. It is my number nine. <laughs> Jake's like, oh, nine? What? <laughs> you know, the oh, chord hits in the God. beginning get your attention. The vocals are thick and amazing. Scott's delivery is just instantly engaging. Both the verse and the pre are predated good, but the chorus is just awesome. Burn, burn, burn your wicked garden down. It's yeah. Just great. And the harmonies in that part, too, are great. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Scott wrote this before he was part of the band. He said it was about people allowing their innocence and purity to be mm-hmm. lost in their lives. Anyway, a wicked garden. Uh, Jake, you have anything to say? I know you've probably never heard the song before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with it. I, I remember the video. <laughs> Just Scott dancing around in his pink hair. Yes. Pink hair is the big winner for Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear what you got. <laughs> All right, that was my number nine, Wicked Garden. So, Jake, so good. what do you have on your number nine? My number nine, again, off purple, um, and it's Silver Gun Superman. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I know. I know. Yeah, I get it. It's I've... good. Well, I mean, they got mid-tempo heavy riffs. I mean, that's what they do well. But yeah, sure. um, this one, really, the sultry vocal delivery and the verses are kind of cool. I think what Scott does there is really uh, stand out. Uh, I like the pretty chorus and the bridge is full. We talked about that bass. It's just full of those tasty bass lines all over the place. And then the end just kind of falls apart, which is kind of neat too. Yeah, for me, I don't like the chorus at all, but I love the bass oh, line. So I love the bass line in the chorus. Oh, yeah. And in I, the bridge. No, just... but the verse is really good and I feel it carries the song. Yeah. And the bass just kind of holds the whole thing down. It's so funny. Like, I'm a guitar player and I'm when I listen to STP now, I'm like pretending I'm a bass, bass player. Yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. They're it amazing. Is that kind of band. I love the vibe of the solo for it, even though it's just kind of him repeating a phrase over and over. I still like the vibe of it. Silver Gun Superman, which is uh, Jake's number nine, right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Two songs better than Interstate Love Song. Okay, that's Jake's number nine, uh, Silver Gun Superman, off of Purple. All right, Jake, what do you have as number eight? Okay, my number eight. This one's off of Core. This one was a favorite song at one point off this album, mainly because it's just a fun drum tune and a good fast rocker, and sure. it's Cracker Man. A good example of when uh, Wyland's using his blow horn that he, he likes to incorporate a lot of times. And actually, in a band yeah, I was, it was in... was like, you're singing blow horn. <laughs> we... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, band I was in, we actually, uh, our singer used the blow horn a lot too, and it was, it's a good, um, a, a tasty little thing you can incorporate what, in megaphone? there. Megaphone? Yeah, same thing. Blow horn. I've never heard it's a blow horn. Little boy blue, blow your <laughs> horn. No, that's, it's a megaphone. Oh, okay. 
Either way. I bet if you put that on Amazon, it would come up. No. Uh, anyway, yeah. Good effect. Good vocal effect on there. And he, he used a lot, and it worked well with the style. And he may have been uh, one of the ones to kind of uh, pave that way for that. Yeah, this was inspired by uh, Ministries, Jesus, What My yeah. Heart Rod. If you hear um, the version, I think that Wyland first heard it as or kind of imagined it, it's it's a little weirder. It's a little more um, bouncy. Sure. And unfortunately, I, I was looking on YouTube and you can find them. I think it was like around 2015 with his band, The Wildabouts. They were doing this song and it sounds really bad and his vocals are really, but he was really bad at that point anyway. So yeah, well. you can find a lot of embarrassing Wyland performances on, on YouTube, unfortunately, but it, you could tell what state he's in and his lack of ability. And yeah, yeah. but this song, such a good one. Yeah. It's about a cracker man, which is a drug dealer. Just yeah. To, Roman Rome. And yeah. a little tip of the hat to Johnny Cash and the boy named Sue part. Yep. 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 Yeah. Let's listen to cracker man. Uh, Jake's number eight. Okay, that's Jake's number eight. Cracker man. Yep. Cracker ass, cracker man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. All right. My number eight is off of Purple. This is the song that we're talking about when we're talking about Only Dying as taking the place in the Crow movie. Oh. So, Big Empty. Wow. I love the crying of the slide guitar in the beginning. Scott, for this song, has an amazing vibrato in his, in his vocal during the verse. The end of the chorus gives me a sound garden feel, but just only for a second, and then the slide starts again. Uh, conversations kill. It's just so good. And then they go into that jazzy part right before the chorus. This won an MTV Music Award for Best Song from a Movie. They actually played this on MTV Unplugged, Unplugged yeah. seven months before, before Pur- Purple album. came out. Yeah, so that was their big hit from that because it, everybody was like, "What song is that?" It's like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was heavy rotation video that was always playing. Sure, I and think I, I think it got more play than the Purple version. Yep. And I, I remember, I think he was like sitting in a rocking chair. He had this big, oversized rocking chair. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> badass. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting uh, prop. Yeah, no, it was great. So let's hear uh, Big Empty, my number eight. Okay, that was my number eight, Big Empty. Any other thoughts? You're good? Mm-hmm. All right, like, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> the next one you probably won't talk about because pretty much if it's not on Purple and not on Core, I'm not going to hear anything about that for Jake. My number seven is not on either of those albums. And we're right. jumping to Tiny Music again. Again, huh? Yeah. Uh, oh, I really uh, like Big Bang Baby. Oh, do you? I really do. It's catchy. It is. And it's interesting that they were they recorded uh, the Tiny Music album in like one of those mansions. Yeah, and, like almost every song. Yeah, he sent uh, he set his drums up in different places, and for this song, do you know where he set his drums up? Where in the bathroom? No, in the hallway, like bottom. He he set his drums up on the lawn. Oh yeah, that's why there's not that echoey feel at all. It's just ah. he did it, and they were racing to get it done before the uh, sprinklers would go off. <laughs> that's funny because they could probably stop the sprinklers, but they didn't know how. 
That's too much to ask. Yeah, it was too much to ask. I didn't know that. Yeah, Big Bang Baby, It's a Crash, 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 is what Scott Weiland always called a loving steal, which they tended to do from a couple of people. This was from Jumping Jack Flash by mm. Rolling Stones. Great groove from the beginning. Vocal line just kicks. Uh, Scott's The raspiness of Scott's deliveries is great. Pre-chorus is super strong with the bass. The call and answers type of thing in the pre is great. Although the response is sort of distorted and sort of hard to understand. I still enjoyed it, though. The, the song is super catchy, I'll admit, and the, the poppy chorus is also very catchy. But it's just, it was like when it came out, not only did they reinvent themselves so much where it was like very glam, post-punk stuff, which is not what I expected to hear, but then it was just shoved down your ear throats every time you turn on the radio. So it's like... Well, it wasn't Days of the Week different. Yeah, that's that's like a Beatles-y kind of sounding one too, but... It, I admit, when it comes on every once in a while, you gotta be. You, you have to acknowledge it. It's like it's catchy. It's good. It's a. It's got that. The. I dig know, it. The, I dig that sort of sound yeah. with Stone Temple Pilots. It seems like you look listen for Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots because that's when I they like I fell in love with the band. Yeah, yeah. I feel that like if any of their songs sound like Alice in Chains, that's on your list. And <laughs> I just I enjoy the scope of what they do. It's not. I like some of their heavier stuff. No, You'll see that later on. This one, I kind of just jumped. No, on I agree. Me. And if we had it more than twelve, then I would definitely have some more of those on there. But the ones that are a little more special and like that stick out to me. Oh yeah, no, I get you. That kind of uh, sound. No, I get you. So let's listen to Big Bang, baby. <laughs> Okay, that's my number seven. There really is some good uh, drum tone on that. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a, it, the groove just grabs me. Wyland said that he the lyrics he came up with just like a Bowie esque stream of consciousness. He worships at the throne Bo- of Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, no, he does totally. Uh, anyway. he slowly turned into Bowie as he aged, and a little bit of Iggy Pop in his dance moves. It it was kind of nice with the <laughs> video for this when they were just like in front of a white tarp. When everybody yeah, else was so doing no. all that weird stuff, and then obviously it got weird with like the horses the, and the yeah. all of that other stuff yeah. <laughs> with the hammers and all that stuff they had going on. That was my seven. Uh, you're on seven now, right? Yeah. Okay. My seven. Um, predictable off of core. <laughs> Do you have anything that's not off of core or purple? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> my number seven is uh, it's our introduction to the band. Wow, um, okay. No, I think I get it, I get it. Dead and bloated. It's that cool vocal line and the megaphone, not the blowhorn, as I was corrected. Um, there that no... effect in the intro, I mean, who doesn't recognize this intro when you hear this? It's such Believe an it or infamous not, that's not sound. a megaphone. Well, the effect. It sounds like, you know, that You know what he does? Like... What? He uh, he sings through the bridge pickup of the Lost Oh, a guitar? Yeah. yeah. I have up... a friend who recorded something I, that way, I, too. I've seen, uh, I've seen the video of them recording it. And he has the, the guitar up on a stand, and he's like singing right, he's facing it, facing it, and just yeah. and singing through it, and it oh, works yeah. the same way. And I'm sure in the concert he's not like no. going into Dean's pickup. Probably uses the megaphone. He uses there, the megaphone. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah, no, I get but it. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it achieves that kind of weird, distant, uh, echoey effect. Yeah, it's just a fantastic, heavy, slow groove that they, you know, that's kind of their signature thing is that mid-tempo groove. But yeah, you put the CD in, the song comes on, and you you get it. You know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott said it, it, this song was so much more about the vibe, the angst, that whole sort of thing. But yeah, Dead and Bloated, amazing song. 
And I'll stop talking about it for Smell now. Smell like a rose. <laughs> What is a birthday deathbed? Just a, a <laughs> so when you die on your birthday, it's a rare occasion, but birth- okay, it okay. makes it easy for the tombstone to. Oh, okay. I thought I thought he was saying something deeper than that. It wasn't he like probably your, who really knows? Were your birthday deathbed, like you're just born to, just to die or something like that, something really heavy. Or oh, it could be. Now I don't you, know. Okay. Now you're getting too heavy. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, let, let me just go back into to your song. Okay, that's Jake's number seven. Dead and bloated. Yep. So what do you got six? Oh, me again? Uh, this one's also off core. Of course it is. It's a little song called Sex Type Thing. Okay. Killer vocal delivery in the verses. It sounds a lot like Morrison, Jim Morrison to me. Uh-huh. You can tell that influences in, in him a lot. Just a good straight rocker. The video, this is with Scott with bleach hair, not the pink hair. Yep. <laughs> This was their first um, video, too. Doing the signature dance. Yeah, it was just, this is one of those, like, it's a quick song, in and out. Um, yeah. this, this is why they got picked up by the hard rock type of group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's heavy. It's heavy. And it's sung from the rapist point of view. Right. The song. But not endorsing rape. Right. No, no, yeah, no, the, no, the, no. He actually meant it to speak out against rape. And yeah. he, when he, he got so upset that people were taking Yeah, they it thought the he was, way. yeah. So he used to, whenever he sang it, he wore a dress and smeared lipstick on his face. Uh, that'll help. But and needless to say, when he first started, he first started coming out to it, first started doing this, he had gotten, this song was a big hit with the metal crowd and the people who weren't super excited to see somebody come out and drag with a lipstick on their face. Yeah, the metal guys. The metal guys. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. Anyway. So, uh, six type thing. Uh, this is Jake's. Six. Six. Okay. That's kind of okay. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll let you get by with it. I'll let you get by with six. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Barely. All right, that's Jake's number six. Yep, six type thing. All right, my number six Six type thing. Six type thing. Six. Yeah, I got it. I got it. He. I see what you did there. (laughs) I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, uh, to to get on like the the heavier sound theme. Uh, this is off of their 1999 album, my number six, off of number four. Yeah. It's not up, but Damn, down. That's a good tune. Good tune. And, all, this almost made my cut. Yeah. It's in your face. Vocals are horning and powerful. The heavy guitars are stopping to emphasize lyrics. I just love that. So good. It's like that back and forth sort of thing. I love the riff right before, you know, I've been waiting for my Sunday girl. The solo fits and it's great. And this was actually yeah. nominated for a Grammy. And they lost out to Rage Against the Machines, Gorilla Radio. Oh, it sucks. But at least it wasn't like they lost out to, you know, some old band. Or oh, something. yeah, Jethro Tull. Jethro like Tull from Metallica, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, really? You're finally here. We have the metal, every metal category. All right, heavy metal. It's like, come on. Yeah, it's a good tune. I, I like the um, kind of familiar slinky riff that you're used to with the classic STP. 
So the fact that they did Tiny Music and then came back with this, it was kind of promising to hear. Although there were some other songs on this album that I didn't like as much, but the song I dug, we I, I was even a band we covered the song because it's just it's got that good good feel. Yeah, good I th- I think number four generally is just back to more of that hard hard rock yeah. sound. Yeah, but still bland at parts, but still yeah. Going it was back really interesting that. when they after they finished number four, they they did the first show in Vegas, and then the day after that, oh yeah, he, he killed it. Had court, and he right? did, and he went to court, <laughs> and he went to jail for six yep. months. And it was like they, he said it was like one of the best shows of their lives, and then they came back the next day, and the the Delia brothers were like yep. crushed yep. because all of a sudden there's their singer going to jail. I think Robert said that the the judge saved his life. Mm. And when he came yeah, back, probably. that he said that that was among the best that we've had, Scott. And that lasted for six months or so. And they were fantastic. And he said he had that core, the album core, enthusiasm back where he was completely clean. Mm. And he had that clarity before he went off the deep end and completely lost him. Yeah. Robert said that that six-month period, that that was the best that they were ever. And they were on tour, I think, with Red Hot Chili Peppers at that point. Maybe. Yeah. So interesting, though. Anyway, uh, let's hear down my number six. Nice to meet you. Nice to know me. What's the message? Where is Okay, that's my number six down off of... Uh, Number four mm-hmm. in 99. All right. Uh, my number five is uh, back in Jake's land. Mm. Uh, we're jumping the purple. Cool. This is probably one of the best known songs by them. It's Vaseline. Okay. That's my number five. Swells into the main riff. You can hear Robert's bass just running with a wah, actually, during the, the swell in the beginning. Mm. But also Dean's main guitar riff. It's just pretty much the two, the F and the G going back and forth. You know, it's amazing what those two notes can do in a riff. The drums are just killer. The chorus just raises the song up to a whole new level. Uh, the doubling vocals kind of thicken it out. Eric said with the song, he says, this is a quote from him he was in the studio. This is back in the, he says, you know what would be cool? If we can make the smallest little drum sound. So I got a, a tiny 11-inch bass mm. drum and a tiny 12-inch snare drum. Detuned it so it sounded a little off. And I had a hi-hat and a rise cymbal. Yeah. I was going to say, this is a very simplistic song. Even, not just in the setup of the drums, yeah. but, but even guitar. It's like two notes, you know, going through the whole the verse and everything. But yeah. It's... And it's interesting how they came up with the title for this. Scott misheard the lyrics for Life in the Fast Lane. Yeah. Flies in the Vaseline. Flies yeah. <laughs> I still Flies don't know how you do Vaseline. that. I guess as a kid, I could see that, but yeah. Lose your mind, flies in the vast lane. Uh You know, I can kind of see it, yeah. Yeah, his his parents, right? I think his parents put on an Eagles record and played that song, and he thought that he... Yeah, flies in the vast lane. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's hear my number five, Vaseline. Spelled incorrectly. (laughs) Oline. Okay, that's my number five, Vaseline off of Purple. All right, uh, so I'm up on four now, I think, or are you on five? Uh, I haven't done my five yet. Okay, so you're five. Okay. Um, number five has already been mentioned. 
but it's creep standout song to me beautiful song with dark feel the apathetic lyrics we talked about with like being a kid turning into a man but kind of the anthemic chorus that they're uh known for writing where it's just good sing-along sing-along choruses and this song is just one of those radio staples like that yeah it's interesting that a lot of people when they first heard this song they thought it was a nirvana song did they yeah that was a big thing uh especially like this is this i feel as the dawn fades when he starts doing that in the chorus and stuff uh he sounds just like i never picked up on all the comparisons yeah well i guess it's like when you start getting into it and you're listening to core it's like you're not thinking of that you're Mm -hmm. thinking of the whole album and i think once you start stepping it out if you're thinking about it as the singles that hit these certain people and they're like oh i hear it on the radio so they're not thinking of it in the core album they're thinking yeah. of it on the radio with all those civilians who don't know better. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, and it does sound sort of like it. I can, I can kind of see. I it mean, a it's a, it's a product of the influences of all these bands listening to the same stuff, so they're going to kind of recycle that and put out music. So it's like, sure, you could say, oh, it sounds like Pearl Jam or Nirvana, but it's like, but those guys all came from the same school and they reinterpret it their own way. So there's going to be some subtle similarities there, but it's still very much Scott Weiland and his voice. Oh, no, no, no doubt. And yeah. there's so much different. As I said, there's I can say they sound like different bands on different songs. Uh, there's a couple that they completely mm. rip off people. But but the majority of stuff, it's, yeah, they're, they're just doing their own take on things. Yeah. I think even there was a quote I remember a long time ago from Billy Corrigan about talking about when, when it's all said and done, kind of the end, the greats of this sort of uh, era were going to be Lane and Scott and then... It was Kurt. Mm-hmm. No Chris? No, he didn't even mention Chris. Yeah, that's But he's Billy Corgan, so he can't take everything he says. <laughs> I'm like, come on. You have to talk about Chris. All right, uh, let's listen to Creep. Jake's number five. Okay, that's Creep. Jake's number five. Yeah. Classic rock. Yeah. What do you got for? Oh, me again, huh? There you go. We do two in a row. We've been yeah. doing this thing for a while now. I can't keep up here. <laughs> number 19, by the way. This is the 19th episode. Oh, they told me to pick my number 19 song. I was like, I didn't even do that. Songs. Yeah, so we're doing 19 <laughs> now. With a dirty 19. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Um, that is also one of the next yeah, my sex okay, <laughs> Next song, Vaseline. We already kind of talked about it, but quick song. We talked about the haunting, swelling intro. That's just when you hear that coming, you know the song. Oh, so we were really close. Were yeah, four, we were. When you said that, five, I was going to yeah. call it out, but yeah. Um, simplistic approach with the drums. Like I said, you could have this minimal uh, drum kit and still pull off this song. Aggressive bass tone really stands out in this. Uh, and I think just uh, again talking about videos, this band always just for when I was watching MTV, I guess this band was just cranking them out because I should always remember all these different videos. But this one in particular, I remember there's three different versions. Um, and just a side, like kind of side note, crazy thing that if you go on YouTube, you can find there were like it's called X, Y, and Z. Okay. You can you can put Vaseline X, Vaseline Y, and you can see each version, or you can do. It, there's someone who posted all three side by side so you can watch it all like all three playing at the same time and see oh awesome i did i did not see that so yeah I, it's a I lot like of the same same footage but arranged differently and some different ones on each 
each of the other ones, but it's it's kind of cool to watch oh, and see all three yeah. happening. But yeah, but yeah, Vaseline, man, that's just a it's a great tune. Let's listen to Vaseline. Jake's number four. <laughs> Okay, that's Jake's number four, Vaseline. There's a cool, um, also I forgot to mention, uh, sure, I was sure. watching the other day, Rick Beato, we love, you know, he does the What Makes Us Song Great. There yeah, was, yeah, yeah, He does this this song too, and it's really cool to watch. I, I saw that the other day. I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty neat. Yeah, I think he so does too. I think he has that and Interstate Love Song. So yeah, if, that's right. If, if you're into uh, a lot more detail about the song, or if you're a guitarist who wants to learn the song, or you're any other yeah, instrument, he'll dissect it and... he plays everything. The only thing he can't do is sing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or play drums. Yeah, or play drums. Can he play drums? I I don't know if I've when ever I seen see him. him kind of air drum, I'm like, oh, it, I mean, he, he gets the kind of basic principles of drumming, but <clears throat> okay, yeah, he's not, he's not a drummer. It, it's fantastic stuff. So check that out. Yeah, and you maybe really um, want to dig deep into go down that rabbit trail of music theory. Why and, you use Mixolydian instead of Dorian yeah. in that section? <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. It, it gets yeah. into that level, but he's so good. He's one of the most talented and fun guys to watch. And if mm. you ever. He dissects a song better than anybody. So uh, check him out. Yeah. This has been a paid uh, yeah. promotion by and, uh, for Rick Beato. You know, no, actually you know, not. Maybe link the two but, but, uh, YouTube Rick, channels together. But Rick, if you're listening to this and this ever gets to you, yeah, you can send you. me the Beato book. That, that, that would be totally enough. <laughs> and we'll plug you every freaking week on here. Right. <laughs> Deal? Oh, anyway. All right. My number four has been set already. It's off of Core, the first song on the Core album. Okay. Dead and Bloated, heavy guitars, strong vocals. The structure is kind of different. It's two choruses that sort of masquerade as verses in the beginning. Yeah, and the bridge is like, I, I run through the world thinking about tomorrow. It's, it's, it's killer. And uh, yeah, it's just one of the, the best tunes, period. And yeah, so we talked mm-hmm. about the bridge stuff and a lot of other stuff that I talked before. Anything else you left out on your first time around with this song? Uh, nope. All the right. end. All right, then bloated. Uh, let's check it out. All right, that was my number four. Dead and bloated. Such good production on these albums too. Oh, Brendan so O'Brien, he's the man. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, he did the program as well. Yeah, it was just his era right there. Yep, yep. All right, uh, my number three has also been said before, and it's also off core. Mm. My number three is driving guitar, playing a killer riff off the bat, and he sings it wearing lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> it's sex type thing. Cool. <laughs> you know, it, the song almost feels like a chase from the beat. It's like he's chasing the the person. Yeah, it, he's it, playing just a little bit behind it, and uh, oh, it's just great. Yeah. And it's just unsettling, but the chorus is just amazing. The, the verse vocals are just so thick. Eric Kurtz is one of his favorite songs to play, just because he can get the audience jumping up and down because the rhythm is basically on the two and the four, and yeah. it's simple. And he get the people jumping yeah. and doing the. He can always really play those simple drum beats and just sell it like it sounds heavier than it really is. Yeah. So six type thing. My number three, Jake's number two, low on the list. All right. (laughs) 
okay, that's my number three. And you shouldn't have worn that walnut dress. <laughs> I'm asking for it. <laughs> walnut dresses are bad. Walnut. <laughs> no, I never really thought he said that. <laughs> I was just listening. I said, somebody somewhere thought that he that's said walnut saying, dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my golly 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 okay jake three and two my friend yeah you got it um three has been said big empty this one was really high on my list just because when it, it came out i was kind of newer to the bands you know with, with core and purple all that era in between sure, sure. but just that smooth kind of the, the pulled back groove and eric kretz playing that like tasty uh ghost notes on there just kind of minimalist approach uh the tension between the soft acoustic verses and that big infectious chorus sure it just uh it's one of those like standout songs everyone no matter what music you're into you just when this song plays it you pay attention yeah and i knew that this would be high on your list because it's an acoustic soft song yeah see <laughs> but it's got heavy parts i know it does i know, I know it's a great tune i really like it as well so i, I can't talk too much it's my yeah. number eight it's not like it's uh, but yeah, at but least uh, it's there. Three. Anyway. Okay, that's fine. You can go in your. <laughs> anyway, we, we can we can pull out some well, some of the green fairy for you if you want. We can have some of that. <laughs> listen to uh, no, no, to I'm wet my bed. Yeah, was this one of the wet bed songs? No. <laughs> Jake had, Jake has this thing that he when he was younger he used to wet the bed till like the age of thirteen. So oh, mo- much more recent than <laughs> much that. more recent. Uh, yeah, Rachel was complaining about once a the week other night. at least. <laughs> Oh, anyway, let's let's go to Jake's number three, uh, <laughs> Big Empty, which is his bladder after he goes to sleep. tell you what the part that you're not going to hear right now because it's just way too long and it's all instrumental after he goes in conversations kill put your pair of good headphones on yeah and listen to that ridiculously the bass amazing music that's going on yeah Uh, it's just so phenomenal i was closing my eyes and just listening to it Mm -hmm. and you're going to hear 15 seconds that isn't that (laughs) just yeah yeah. it's great awareness of that space and yeah it's just those guys are such strong musicians anyway mm-hmm. so that was your number three right yeah okay number two and um, if you don't hit the, my number one on this then i feel I think like we, we might have the same number, number two one. no we can't so so my oh. guess is we're we're in a, we're close but we're not there because okay. because the only thing left is there's two songs left for me i don't think we're gonna match it all then. we're not gonna match it all yeah wow, i thought we we're gonna match so many times i did too i think we're close on a couple and i yeah. think we're gonna be close on these next two uh, we're going to be close on one of the two, and the other one was way too low on your okay. list. <laughs> so, all right. Likewise. Oh, it's me? Yeah. <laughs> My number two is, um, I just love the guitar in the song. Uh, <laughs> I know what it is. Plush. <laughs> it's uh, Newman. This, uh, I mean, it's a timeless song. Such a sing-along chorus. There's just something really magical about this song that, that it, you, you got to sing along to when it's playing. It's so high up there. It could have been number one. It's not. Some would say should have been number one. <laughs> I'm just, could have, I'm just saying, yeah, it could be. Yeah, but there's the thing is too. There's so many songs on here that could have been number two. That's true. 
So, plush. It's right. Plush is your number yeah. two. The, the interesting thing with this is like the line where he says, "Where are you going with that mask I found?" Mm-hmm. I've always heard as, "Where are you going with that master pl- with the master plan?" Yeah, there's a lot of misheard lyrics in yeah, the song yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, th- this yeah. this one I've always heard. Where are you going with the master, master plan? Yeah. No, you know, I I kind of hear that and. I've always heard that at mm-hmm. that, that point. So that was one of the ones that stuck with me when I'm like, ooh, that's not what he said. <laughs> and you can't unlearn it after it's already in your head. No, but you can. But once you hear it, it's like, oh. Yeah. And then you hear what he's saying and you focus in on it. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. he's saying. But sometimes he kind of rolls through it. Anything else I want to say about this? Oh, when this was on Beavis and Butthead, when this person came, uh, Beavis, he goes, is this like Pearl Jam? Uh, of course. <laughs> And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eddie Vedder dyed his hair red. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. Episode. But then they, then they realized what was going on. Man, I heard these guys. They were, but these guys like came first. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Pearl Jam ripped them off. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. I need some audio for my Beavis and Butt. Oh, I love that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pretty much, uh, yeah, it's sad. It's sad that I'm a, I'm a man now. Hey doing man. like, like doing like, doing like Beavis. No one will understand what it's like to <laughs> stay up late to wait for Beavis and Butt. Oh, to come that on. was the best ever. Yeah. And they used to rip on people. And yeah. that was like one of the best quotes from like ever for for a Stone Temple Pilots because the critics were just hammering them. Yeah, Mike James early is on. The genius. Oh, so good. So anyway, here's Plush, Jake's number two. Okay, that's Plush, Jake's number two. Yep. All right, so I'm going to go with my uh, number two, uh, okay. which is off of Purple. Mm-hmm. And, I already uh, said it on it. Yeah, and I think Jake already said it. It's about oh, him lying to his wife. <laughs> yeah. And there's no bridge or guitar solo in the you song. You called my number one, and I called yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interstate love song, and there's no bridge or no guitar solo on it. Uh, the transition to the hook is great. Uh, chorus is yeah, the delivery. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Verse is amazing. Pretty much the two, three, two, three line verses to start off, and just holding those notes at the end of the into the turnaround this is great uh we talked about this before so i'm not going to go that much more into it interstate love song my number two jake do you have anything further to say no i mean it's a great song i just never feel like it represented their their sound is yeah it's only probably the most recognizable song period by them i wouldn't agree but well it's their second most recognizable song in my my opinion i don't know we'll find out in (laughs) like one second when i give you my number one if you as if you haven't heard it before all right Okay, that's my number two, Interstate Love Song. Now, my number one, which was pretty close to Jake's number two. Well, in fact, it is Jake's number two. Uh, off of core, it's uh, plush. Uh, the bass and guitar in the beginning is just iconic. The drum fill into the verse is just great. Uh, the vocal line is strong and thick. The pre-chorus raises the song into the chorus. You know, and I feel and I feel when the dolls begin to smell her. 
Will she smell alone? I mean, come on, that's awesome. Uh, the bridge works off the bass line. It's just so so killer. The guitar line works off the bass line. The lyrics were inspired by a, a news story about a missing woman mm-hmm. who was discovered uh, dead by local enforcement. I think it's where the dog local law enforcement. Yeah, and the dog was yeah he used a canine unit. Mm. So yeah, and uh, anything else that I have to say about this? It won a Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance. Uh, it's their only Grammy win, period. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, one of the most widely uh, broadcast versions of this song was they did an acoustic one, yeah. on Headbangers Mall. Yeah. yeah. And once again, the word plush never appears in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Much like uh, sex typing, for that matter. Robert DeLeo came up with the riff for the song in the back of a U-Haul truck. That's right. Yep. All right, let's listen. To, let's listen to Plush, the best song ever. No matter what Jake says, because he has one more to go. Uh, from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Okay, that's my number one plush. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I talked before about like my near suicide and that whole period of my life. And uh, when I came back through, it's like a bunch of guys that I don't really talk about much. It's uh, Roger Ziegler, Ron Vaccarella, and uh, uh, Joe Wolkamp. Uh, we used to hang out. And this, this all when I listen to Stone Temple Pilots, I think about, you know, the core group of guys that I hung out with. And, uh, Help me get through some of that. Mm. So uh, that's what Stone Temple kind of means to me. Mm-hmm. That whole, uh, this album was right in that time period yep. where I was going through a lot. Uh, you know, it's different than the Nine Inch Nails part that was kind of helping me go through it with a little bit more emotion. Uh, but I, this stuff, this this album, Core especially, reminds me of that. So anyway, so uh, I just figured I'd send a shout out to those guys and they're awesome wherever they are in this world. All right, um, so Jake, what is your number one? Uh, yeah. I landed my number one on Wicked Garden. Okay, because it's just what once you know that there's the really cool drum fills that whole intro, but once that riff lands, it's one of the heaviest riffs ever. And Robert's that growling bass supporting that, um, just a fun tune, and it's just really yeah, one of my all time favorite songs, honestly, and. Uh, you already mentioned kind of in the chorus when he's saying burn it's just the harmonies there just perfectly assembled song um it's just uh number one jake's number one which is a very good song and you know if it made my top 10 it's a very good song uh wicked garden so let's listen to that jake's number one All right, that's Jake's number one, and also Bernie Sanders' uh, uh, theme song for his uh, campaign. No, it isn't. <laughs> burn, 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 oh, burn, burn, burn. <laughs> you scared me for a second. No, I was just playing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, this is uh, STP is just yeah. They're, a good one. they're really good, and I tell you what, everybody, listen to their listen to the new guy. If you have a chance to see him, see him. Jeff sings Scott almost as good as Scott does. And or Scott did, obviously. He doesn't sing it anymore. 
he sings it well, and the new album's really good. There's a lot of good stuff on it. Uh, so check that out. Oh, let's go talk briefly about the Stone Tropic yeah. of Thunder Lager. I'll, I'll drink it all. <laughs> but of the Stone stuff, it's a little bit too fruity for me. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of the, the Stone offerings lately aren't as aggressive or kind of what I'm expecting. There's like a little bit more fruity, this and that. Well, it's not um, like the arrogant bastard ale or the, you know, where you have yeah. that sort of, you have that bitterness you're going to expect. Right. You have that sort of bite Which that you're going to expect. With, with stone, you kind of anticipate that. Even with like the, the Woot Stout, that one's like really high ABV, but it, yeah. So it's like you expect to Well, the Exo Vesa, which we had like early on, which was oh, amazing. Yeah, that, that hot cocoa one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, all that being said, for a lager, I mean, that's what it's saying it is. It's hoppier than you would think for a lager. Oh, right? sure, sure. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you're going to categorize it, it is a little more aggressive. But, um, yeah, it's, it's As I good. said, for me, the minor thing was just I was a little bit too fruity. Yeah, I was going to say one or two, you're kind of like, all right, I get it. Give me something uh, not so fruity. Yeah, I mean, I felt like there was a lot of notes from even cantaloupe and some weird stuff. Tinges over the too fruity for me. But if you like fruity drinks, you may want to give this a try. One thing I can say is that Stone does everything well. Yeah. Just because they do everything well doesn't mean you're going to like everything equally. Mm-hmm. I like a wide variety of beers pretty much. But there's just one area that I kind of have a problem with. But some of the fruity stuff is usually where I lose it. Same. And that was kind of where I lost it on the, the Tropic yeah. of Thunder. So uh, anyway... Yeah. Any so other thoughts? Stone, uh, send us some samples and we'll rate you. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll pull you out of the depths and we'll, we'll just, drink a beer and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll uh, Stone we'll is promotion. <laughs> all things being equal, if I'm at a bar and I want to have one good beer and I know I'm going to only have one or two, always bet on Stone three. And there's a Stone there, it's like yeah. guaranteed that's where I'm going for it. Dogfish Head and Stone. Right, so th- those are the two. Yeah, those are the two that I will go for no matter what. So. Anyway, so there we are. We've crossed the Rubicon, and we've <laughs> we've done to the the top twelve uh, Stone Temple Pilots songs. I'm going to start with my number twelve, and then we can go to Jake's top twelve. Mm-hmm. My number twelve was Black Heart off of High Rise with Chester Bennington. That's my only non Scott one. Number eleven is Creep. Number ten is Tripping on a Hole in a Paper Heart off of Tiny Music. Number nine is Wicked Garden off of Core. Number eight is Big Empty off of Purple. Number seven is Big Bang Baby off of Tiny Music. Number six is Down off of Number Four. Number five is Vaseline off of Purple. Both uh, four and three are off of Core and Dead and Bloated and three is Sex Type Thing. Number two is off of Purple, Interstate Love Song. And number one is off of Core, Plush. So Jake, what are your 12? Yeah, so um, my, my all my songs are off of Core and Purple, like you called out. Although I was close to picking a few off number four, and last minute they got edged out. But that's just the way it landed. So my number 12 still remains. 11 is Interstate Love Song. 10 is Meat Plow. 10 is Silver Gun Superman. 8 is Cracker Man. 7 is Dead and Bloated. 6 is Sex Type Thing. 5, Creep. 4, Vaseline. Three big empty, two plush, and the number one song, Wicked Garden. All right. So let's uh, populate that computer algorithm that we love so much. Let's uh, spit it out, and we'll let you know what the official Dirty Dozen is in a couple seconds. Let's run that out. Hey, we're back. 
<laughs> All right, the computer has done the computer thing that the computer thing does. Should we start from 12 or do we want to go from 12 to, uh, let me look at what 12 no, is here. Hold on. That's some anticipation. Wow. I can't believe that's, oh, Come really? On. Let us know. Oh, I'm sick. 12 <laughs> is sickening me. Let's hear it. Okay, number 12 is Silver Gun Superman. Oh, good. Number 11 is Cracker Man. Good. Number 10 is Big Bang Baby. Uh, Number 9 is Down. Number 8 is Creep. Number 7 is Interstate Love Song. Number 6 is Dead and Bloated. Number 5 is Big Empty. Mm -hmm. Number 4 is Vaseline. That's my pick. Number three is Wicked Garden. Mm. Number two is Sex Type Thing. Okay. And number one, Plush. Plush. No. There we go. So that's it. Plush, Sex Type Thing, Wicked Garden, Vaseline, Big Empty, yeah. Dead and Bloated, Interstate Love Song, Creep, Down, Big Bang Baby, Cracker Man, and Silver Gun Superman. As much as we differ in our picks, I think at the end of the day, whenever we get the top 12 with the algorithm, it's it's a good solid uh, Yeah, no, no, it works out okay. Yeah. It truly does. Yeah, good stuff. So, thank everybody for uh, being a part of this uh, Stone Temple Pilots uh, podcast. And we're going to come back in two weeks to do another rocker <laughs> that goes from the 70s to modern day. Liberace. Liberace. <laughs> who, we're, we're doing Liberace uh, Dirty Dozen. And the Dirty Dozen are... are you know, 12 guys in the choir, I think, for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're going to do Aerosmith. Two weeks from today, we're doing Aerosmith, which is a, a lot of tunes, a lot of albums, mm. a lot of work for us. Lots of homework. But what a fantastic band, and I've seen them several times, so we can talk about that next time. Be well. Check out STP. If you have a chance to see them in concert, do it. They're killer. The new guy is great. And the rest of the band is the same rest of the band that was from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's not like one of these bands that people change everything. It's just uh, singer's the only position that's ever changed in this band. Thank you for spending time with us, and see you in two weeks. God bless. Check out DirtyDozenPodcast.com. Please subscribe on your podcast provider if you have not. It truly helps us a lot, and that way you can always catch it, and I don't you don't have to wait for a post or hopefully you see something. Uh, so subscribe, like, say, do all that stuff. Share if you're uh, on our Facebook page. Do do me a favor and, and share, and it's it's your podcast too. I, I I'm so blessed that we have a core group of people who listen to this podcast every week, and I can't tell you how that hits me in my heart that we're able to do something that people care about. And uh, thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. All right. God bless.